Welkom bij Studio Stijn, de nummer 1 podcast voor inspirerend leiderschap. Boordevol inspiratie en nieuwe inzichten voor een wereld in verandering. Welkom bij de podcast Studio Stijn, Inspiring Leadership. The podcast to give you inspiration for your personal and professional development in leadership is my mission. Together with current trendsetters and leaders, I offer you a podcast full of energy and inspiration in a world in transition for your personal and professional growth. I am your host, Stein Stas, executive coach and uh, a favorite uh, podcaster. And today we have Anne Noppen from the Embodied Change Institute as our guest here in Hoboken in full nature. Welcome, Anne. Thank you, Stan. Thank you for your time being together here in nature. And who is Anne? Well, she's not only uh, the founder of the Embodied Change Institute, but professionally she developed a career as HR manager, change agent, mindset and agile coach in business and corporate world. And in the last year she started to integrate her work with the heart and the body. And together with Dorian van der, Kou- van der Kooi, she founded the Embodied Change Institute. She's 56 years now. Right. And uh, right on track for a new mission, on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I really want to support uh, the change maker of this transition to, uh, to get more into their authenticity and therefore they develop the ability to follow their mission. Well, that's a, a, a beautiful mission, but let's see where to start first in your career. Um, you said uh, you worked in, in a corporate world, but something changed there. What, what, first of all, what drove you to, to start a career in, in, in corporate business? Well, I, I, I knew, you know, I was brought up in an environment where uh, internationally working with business people was important. And uh, so it was really a, an environment uh, which, which attracted me because of the international side of it. And then we were talking about, uh, you know, in the 80s, it, it was really the start of, uh, uh, of a lot of uh, in the, the global world, basically. So that was uh, very much my mission. Um, and um, so, yeah, and at the same time, to be very transparent from the beginning in this podcast, it, it was also adapting myself to the system, to what I knew. So I thought at that time, it's the best thing to do, mm. to go into the rational world, basically. In the preparation of this interview, you wrote somewhere that you always dreamt of being an artist, but you changed into the corporate world. Yes, basically, uh, the person I'm really are is, is I'm a very, very creative person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and dancing, uh, looking at art, creating is it's very much my primary energy. But uh, like I said, you know, I adapted to myself to to the world too long. Actually, I only broke open uh, and and got linked to that uh, creative energy uh, very late. Actually, the first very big event was when I was in my thirties. Uh, I was at that time HR manager and with a team of uh, people responsible for reengineering transformation. Um, mm-hmm. 
process. And when doing that, I was uh, also having a break and, and traveling in Africa uh, for one month, very low budget, living from nothing, just dried and tomatoes and being happy uh, in the wild. And when I came back, I got again into my re-engineering uh, transformation uh, project. And I suddenly had uh, to decide about people based on figures. And what, what actually happened, you, you needed to fire people or uh, do a reorganization at that moment? Yes, fire people, uh, we had to, to make people redundant. And therefore you have to decide, you know, who's gonna stay and who's gonna leave. And uh, being in that process uh, and, and really taking these decisions on a very rational way, um, after being happy uh, with having nothing, uh, was really something which made me flip totally. I, I got a, a very severe um, attack from... Um, how you call that in, in English, it's uh, hyperventilation. Yes, that was it, uh, hyperventilation. And it was so severe that I thought, you know, I was dying. And um, you, you, t you even told me that uh, the ambulance came to the office to, to, pick you, to pick you up. Exactly. So the ambulance came, the, you know, the alarms in the street and I, I was brought to the hospital. And uh, the, the, the nice part of the story is that uh, there is a, the African doctor who examined myself, uh, me, you know, when uh, being there at the hospital. And he asked me, but, but madam, what is happening to you? And I told him, you know, oh, I feel like dying. And, and after a few minutes discussing the situation with him, I was explaining, you know, that I felt uh, so happy being in Africa because there people are happy with nothing. And that suddenly, you know, I'm into that rational corporate world taking decision based on facts. And uh, so that guy was laughing at me like a lot of people do in Africa when they have a problem. They just take a laugh and go, you know, accept the situation and make a next step and uh, he told me you know what you just take a little break and uh, it, it all you know will will be fine so at that moment I realized oh yeah actually I'm an artist because an artist is really somebody who contemplates a lot who is taking uh, the life from the emotional side, who is taking life from the human side, who sometimes feels blocked and you know, not the ability to paint, uh, but then accept the pain and, and go through that process because he knows that you can't create anything without being connected to yourself. So realizing that, yeah, I, I really decided to step out of the system uh, step out of the corporate world being part of an organization but still I, I, I kept having the dream that it would be so fun mm. if we would have a working place where people could be happy and have a laugh so I kept on you know even, uh, even after this decennia of working with corporation because I, I, I also can't miss them but I, I just hope that you know we'll, we'll be able to make it more human. Would you call it like a little bit a, a schizophrenic um, situation being inside of the corporate and, and outside and changing? How do you perceive it? 
I just love it because I'm, I'm a free girl, right? I can move from one world to the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I, uh, I know very well because I was brought up in different countries and, and uh, you know, always had to adapt myself to a context and a situation. So uh, adapting myself uh, in, and discovering new worlds, uh, new way of thinking, uh, different uh, sectors, different people, uh, feels, uh, yeah, it makes me happy. I, I love diversity, you know. How, how how did that feel the first day that you decided to to step out of the system? How was that for you? Actually, I did twice step out of the system, uh, and uh, the most severe one was uh, when I, I I took it based on values. There was something happening within the executive committee uh, which was completely against my values. And I stand up it took my notice and gave my notice and I I uh, because I realize I can't handle I can't act when something is completely against my uh, values and and, and maybe for the listener what are what are the, those values what are your core values transparency for me is very important uh, so so yeah really uh, um, being open and uh, not hiding things. I really had very difficulties in my career with politics mm. uh, in companies. Maybe also that's the reason why I'm not into that because I'm also, I had difficulties, but also I'm just not good at it, mm. right? I need just to be fully myself, to sense myself and therefore, you know, to inspire others. Mm. So I'm not good at it and I don't like it. Um, So that and honesty, you know, uh, uh, honesty, maybe it's linked to the first value uh, is important. And also daring, for me, it's daring to go through pain and to, to, to accept life like it's, like it's presenting to you. Um, I don't like people avoiding situations because then, you know, it blocks you in growth and and in evolution you, uh, you said you you stepped out of the system because it was too mental and it was a lot of processes and thinking how did you discover the other side of the human being the heart and 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 the intuition did did you feel that it, it was lacking that that part of uh, inside of you well actually what there was an, another very uh, important moment uh, and that was when i divorced from uh, the dad of my sons it was a very difficult and intense process and basically i think i survived and and that is about 20 years ago i really managed that 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 pain inside of me uh, through uh, sensing um uh, that pain into my body and what helped me is dancing okay. for for about three years I I did all international workshops from pupils from Gabriel Roth um, and uh, she she uh, you know had some European teachers uh, doing good work and that's about 20 years ago so every free moment I was dancing and through that dance I discovered the non-verbal language mm. and that the body language is as valuable 
as as words mm. and i felt so happy you know just just not understanding what really was happening to me not not that anyone was giving me advice or anyone you know was asking for explanation i just could transform that these emotions mm -hmm. and basically emotions are energy in motion so by moving your body you move the the pain and therefore it disappears without just by dancing and having fun so and that's 20 years ago and at that time i thought wow you know how would that be if organizations would dance yeah and since since then i still have that dream to make organizations corporate organizations dance is it only a dream or do you work with it now as well well actually now today we move i call it movement because when you say you talk about dancing you know, people think they need to learn steps but actually it's about moving the energy in your body so so yes we any group process is about moving your convictions moving your emotions and moving your body and therefore you know discovering that that um, that the nonverbal language is as valuable and actually the nonverbal language is sticked into our body and therefore we need the body and we only sense the body if we move mm. you know that I don't know if it ever happened to you but sometimes I go into corporations and you see you know people running into the corridor or they are together in the uh, in a meeting and you see they're very stiff sitting on their chair uh, and you, you you can see they hold their energy and and they don't breathe and therefore they're completely stuck in their mental thinking and not feeling their guts so I'm very fascinated how can we make uh, corporations develop that intuition mm. uh, that intuitive intelligence which is so important in the complexity of the business to nowadays so that's also something I want to learn you know change makers uh, and these that are the people you know supporting this transition is to be connected to their guts and to be connected to their intuition and make that intuitive intelligence and information talk with the mental because it's not that we don't need the mental we absolutely need our brain because to understand things but we need to integrate all these intelligence emotion intelligence to the to the mental approach definitely and I, I believe as well that like you say you combine the intuition and the heart with the mind and then the proper behavior come come will come out or will follow as you said uh, that one that was one of your um, drives to do this work as well as a child you wanted to become a shrink a psychiatrist or a shrink why yeah I was really very young uh, already fascinated about behavior mm. uh, about people uh, and maybe on one side I think it's because as a kid I felt so many things happening in, inside of me but I had no words and I didn't get the point of me sensing because I'm a, a high sensitive person mm. and therefore uh, I got information but I had no words and and 
yeah, I was also fascinated by behavior. Uh, yeah, me being uh, brought up in different cultures, I, have, I was also always the stranger. And so I had to be very attentive to um, understand what what was uh, you know what was mainstream or what was what was the appropriate behavior in that culture or in that situation, and therefore naturally I developed that interest in in behavior. Mm. Now, how do you, how do you see it now in, in in managers to when when they see the benefit of the sensing um, I, 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 I see a lot of managers and, 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 and uh, leaders they struggle with this with, with this daring to go to the intuition and the feeling part how do you perceive that? Actually it's, it's it, what I discovered in my life uh, as a change maker is that it has a lot to do with managing fear mm. um, I, I went through deep fears um, uh, different times in my life and one important moment when it was when I discovered my bisexuality mm. and that was really uh, a kind of a big thing in my family to overcome that mm. um, and also um, fear was an imprint which in, I got in what way did you feel it as as something difficult to overcome? Well, one of the basic needs of people is to be uh, accepted in a group. Mm. Uh, and now a lot of the days you see a lot of articles talking about inclusiveness, yeah, yeah, uh, inclusion. Yeah. Well, I tell you, inclusion, that's a big thing. Mm. Uh, it, uh, and it's not uh, only about uh, that we accept men and women and that, uh, you know, women are as important as men. It's a much, much more complex mm. uh, thing. Um, uh, uh, and so I, yeah, I really had to come overcome that fear of rejection, uh, which was already a family imprint because my mom uh, got into a very high stress when I, I, she was pregnant uh, because my grandfather died, and therefore being pregnant of me. You know, she, she, that was a kind of a trauma for her and for me. Um, and also after my birth, uh, a year after my birth, she, she got also very sick. So the imprint of, of uh, being left uh, is a very young kind of a trauma in my system. Uh, and through that body work and through that, that uh, really going into that fear, Um, I discovered uh, myself coming home and because I feel now home within myself I don't feel afraid from the external world so that's the whole process but it took me you know uh, 30 years mm. to go through that process so my dream actually is to support change makers to go through that process but much quicker you know don't lose time because if you avoid that uh, well it will come to you and into your face anyway yeah. so yeah. so I want to be there um, for change makers to overcome their fear because often I meet a lot of people who know what to do 
but don't do it. Mm. And they don't do it because... And, and why is that? I think they don't, they don't do it because they're afraid of being rejected, of, you know, being different, of uh, 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 not being listened to. Um, so so it's, it's really about the fear of, uh, of not having the ability and the confidence to influence the change. And if you go through that fear, you come more and more to your core self and therefore feel home within yourself and can in integrate being the change. And then nothing can happen to you anymore. That sounds sometimes, I've been through different kind of processes like that as well. It is not always easy, it's, it's pretty scary, but it's also fun at the same time. Do you, uh, do you have the same experience? Well, it's, yes, it's true, uh, Stan. You know, it's, it's like feeling that you're dying. But I remember one of these moments, I, you know, going through that emotion and I thought I was dying. And I was talking to my therapist uh, because my partner at the time couldn't help me. You know, she, she was really talking into telling stories, but that didn't help. And then my therapist, he didn't do anything. He just listened. He was, it was at the phone conversation, he listened, it was there. And probably he knew at that time, just let her be in the process and it will be gone. And indeed, it, it was gone and suddenly I was alive, I felt myself and I was ready to conquer the world. So going through that process makes you more alive. So it's choosing, like my colleague Dorian says, it's, it's choosing chosen to be human and therefore you know really dare to seek to your vitality and your power is that something that um, maybe it's an illness of society that we don't take any more time or, or the patience to to really experience that uh, because everything has to we have to rush to everything everything has to be fast and is that one of the reasons why people don't do this anymore or do you see other explanations on that I, I totally agree, Stan, with you, is that, uh, you know, speed of life makes that your, uh, your fragmentation is increasing in your body and therefore you don't feel. Uh, and if you don't feel, you don't feel that you're doing the wrong thing. Mm. And therefore you're sticked into a situation without knowing that you're unhappy. Wow, that's beautifully set on. <laughs> well, I've experienced that a lot of times and I observe that. And so slowing down is the only way to uh, get to your deeper self. And it's, it's, it's always say to my executive coaches, you know, that's why on holiday you have the bright ideas because you're just slowing down and you take decisions and you change probably also some activities when you go back home. And that's because you don't do anything. Mm. So not doing or just be is as key as doing. Mm. Is that the revive the boredomness of life? Or like... Um, happy to be bored from, from time to time because sometimes I feel like 
if you don't do anything, we have the intention of, I should do something. We have to do something. We always have this urge that we need to do something, but just be being bored and do nothing. Yeah, it's what they say in education eh, to parents is that, you know, make sure that they don't have activities and be bored at home because then they have the chance to get to their creativity. Mm. And yeah, we as, as adults, we, we are very much into that uh, problem solving uh, modus and action modus. And um, Yeah, it's like what I say to, to my change makers is, you know, they're in a meeting saying to people, today we have a meeting without agenda. What shall we do? <laughs> And wonderful things are born out of that. Because that's what you can do also, you know, when working. And we at, at the Embodied Change Institute, we do that regularly. Yeah. We... we We, we just do nothing or we just be or we share stories and then the agenda we had to manage we can manage that in a half an hour mm. and that's because you're full focused and you're free of any stucks in mm. yourself and therefore you have clarity in your mind because of that slowing down process What would you say are your biggest achievements so far? Um? That's always a difficult question. I, I think I'm very proud that I stuck to my own truth mm. by uh, believing in all these years that organizational embodiment is key. Um, And that today we are working with a group of change makers, um, doing that with us for a few hours, sometimes, you know, only in one day, and have so much more impact within their projects. And that's so beautifully, just, you know, just by moving and sensing and getting home into the body, they, yeah, they have a big impact and that always gives me tears and happiness because yeah so I'm very proud of that that I kept stick to my dream mm. um, and also that um, I I dared to go into deep emotions mm -hmm. for example through the through my relationships with my two sons We got, you know, in some phases of our lives to some shit together. Uh, but for example, we developed the capability to dare to manage um, the, the emotion of angerness. Mm. That was really an emotion I didn't know. I know a new fear very well happiness, uh, uh, sadness, but angerness was completely. A strange emotion mm -hmm. to me and thanks to my kids you know uh, uh, daring to stay uh, and to uh, express angerness and to uh, accept angerness in the relationship uh, made me feel um, the power of it and 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 
Yeah. Uh, how do how do you express your anger? On I always go shouting uh, uh, in the forest or uh, somewhere where nobody is, using my voice to shout and to scream it out. How do you do that? Well, uh, we yeah, I just did with Dorian an exercise on that on on and together because we got into a stock and we just were having a fight, okay. playing the fight together. <laughs> And pushing each other away, and but not pushing in control, but but really feeling our power through the body uh, and making sounds. So yeah. combining sound with uh, uh, with sensing the power in your body, uh, yeah, is 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 just great. Yeah. I also like the exercise, you know, when you um, when you make tension of all your muscles and then you uh, you 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 stress up all your body and then you shout it out is it something like that yes it's really just stressing the 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 the, the muscles of your body and therefore then releasing it so yeah. the the tension and the movement of tension and release tension release uh, makes that uh, actually emotions are transforming yeah. through the power of the body It's 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 beautiful. You, you have experienced all the whole gamma of all emotions because you said you did not know anger until your sons came up with it. Have you experienced all uh, all the emotions yet, or is there something still hidden? Well, the deeper you go in studying emotions, <laughs> uh, the more you discover actually, yeah. because. Uh, we have and depend on our history and our lives we have uh, some more deeper difficult emotions yeah. uh, which are much more difficult to tackle uh, and which are, asks um, a deeper process uh, for example the emotion of feeling shamed feeling shame for example is, is a deep emotion which is which asks a lot of process work so i'm sure i didn't discover everything yeah how do you see the the relation between um, uh, working with your own emotions and your fear how does that improve the relations with others what how, how does that work actually when we start uh, by daring to feel our fear we get deeper and deeper into ourselves and therefore more and better connected to our real core self mm -hmm. and we discover who we are and therefore if you know who you are uh, and and have less fear you can be more authentic in a relationship mm -hmm. and being more authentic means you are more yourself and therefore more you know really related to your creative energy mm -hmm. So it's 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 all linked together. It's the phase of going through the fear and being more authentic. And when you're more authentic, you feel more the power of the relationship, and therefore you you really can feel yourself, the other, and and be creative and create a new world. And that's what we need nowadays yeah. is in this transition. It's. Is it something that, that that everybody can learn, according to you, to, to really use your body and, 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 and scan your emotions? And Is that something that everybody can learn? Or, and what does it require to... Uh, what does it require for, for one person to, to do this? 
Well, we're all born when you look to to a baby. You know, it's 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 just soft, and we're born like that. So we that means that we have the potential of uh, being connected to our sensations, because that's what we we knew as a baby. We we were only we were not talking. We were just using the the body language, and so therefore. Yes, everyone has that potential, mm. um, and basically, what the only decision you have to make is love your body, change your relationship to your body, to your sensations, and and are having the openness to explore. Mm. When you know, when I start with a coaching, about it coaching often in my practice or in my therapy practice um, I always ask people okay what do you feel in you to your body and often the answer is yes I feel good and then I know they don't feel their body so I know okay so the first step is just feel and learn and explore the sensations in the body and based on that training yourself that's a very basic practice it's like you train yourself, you know, if you want to to run a marathon, you have to train yourself. If you want to have a long uh, walk into the mountains, you have to train yourself. So it's all only about training. Would you like to share how you train your body to feel it? Or, or your daily practice? Well, let's be very honest. Uh, I'm failing also because, uh, for example, I do transcendent meditation, mm -hmm. and last two weeks I was so busy. I only did it, let's say, five times on the week, and normally my practice is twice a week. So, getting into a body, into your body, is really about failing and going back. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing the way back knowing now I'm too far ahead into my head mm. and and knowing the way so it's really just the movement it's a movement from from being into your body going out going back going out and understanding what your ways are mm. my way is dancing putting the music very loud singing screaming um, uh, doing meditation being into nature and depending on what's available uh, I I go and retry and you know Is reset it, myself that's that could be for everybody a beautiful voyage of, of discovery what fits your body best to, to discover your emotions and discover what helps you to get into your intuition absolutely uh, because that's a very personal thing mm. um, and at the same time um, There are four, you know, doors which are universal to our body, mm. which is breath. Just breathing, the average, we don't breathe anymore. So basically, if you don't breathe, you can't sense anything into your body. So breath is an important one. It's movement. Mm. It's also space, taking own space. What, what do you mean by taking space? For example, imagine you're in a meeting And you can sense that decision-making is not really working well. You can do a proposal and say, well, let's take a break. 
and take your own space and get out of the meeting room and go for a walk, take a deep breath outside. So really making sure you can sense the space uh, around yourself. That's very important. So it's, but it also can take, it, it, it can mean uh, taking a break or it just, uh, just, you know, taking a bit of a distance in a meeting from some people just to feel yourself again that's taking space so that's the third you know way of doing and the the fourth is your senses using your senses uh, and that's a 30 second trick anywhere you are it's like now we hear the birds we can sense the temperature it's a bit cold it's not sunny yet so listening to the sounds, feeling your clothes on your body, that's really inviting your body to go into these sensations. And that helps you to be grounded again, be present, feel yourself again, and therefore, you know, being different in your presence and interaction with others. I would like to bring up uh, with that, that, uh, that comes up in, uh, in my mind now. Is this something that men can do as well? I know I can, but I, it's it's something very difficult for men to, to go back to that space. Well, I'm not a man, so it's a difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you experience it with your clients? I, I, I met a lot of men who really can do that well. Um, and... Uh, I meet a lot of people who are very uh, men who are very sensitive mm. but are not having maybe the right words or the words mm. and there is also a collective issue it's more a collective issue than a man's problem mm. I think okay. it's 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 about what do we yeah what do we accept as acceptable behavior mm. I know men who were really you know uh, pushed away because they got into their feelings so I think that in the debate of gender of the, of course we're differently wired mm. uh, but at the end we uh, men and women want to be human uh, and there is a lot of willingness and longing developing the liveliness in ourselves also for man but it's 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 also giving yourself the authorization and the collective that yes life is not only about solving problems and being strong but it's also about being alive so my answer is yes yeah we're almost at the end of the interview and um what goals or what dreams, I would not say goals because that's a little bit too corporate language, but what dreams do you still have for yourself? Well, my dream is really uh, to support change makers in this transition. I think this is the chance and I feel very happy about me not being retired yet, but full in action and uh, my, so my dream is to support uh, the change makers and youngsters um, to, to go into this transition 
and to create a new context in our society, in our communities, in our economy, and to develop uh, new systems who are, you know, taking, valuing the collective and also the, the individual um, in the system. Is there one last tip of advice or, or trick that you would like to give to the listeners? I think everything is possible. So let's do it together. Everything is possible. Let's do it together. Thank you very much, uh, Anne Noppen, for this beautiful and inspiring interview. Thank you, Stan. It was great being together. And thank you, dear listeners, um, for listening to this podcast with Anne Noppen. I hope this conversation has been able to inspire you because that's our mission after all, to um, create and create a space for personal development and growth. These are the key elements in a changing world. Do you want to listen to more podcasts? Then uh, be sure to press the follow button on uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts or um, Spotify and you are immediately updated. Thank you very much and see you next time. Dit was Studio Stijl, een productie van Stappen met Stijl. Dankjewel voor het luisteren. En wil je nog meer podcasts luisteren of zelf in gesprek gaan met Stijn? Surf dan naar stappenmetstijn.be of stuur een mailtje naar stijn.stappenmetstijn.be. Simpel en inspirerend.